Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Welcome to Money Tips. I have a special guest with me, mortgage advisor Miriam, today. Uh, But before that, I wanted to talk about uh, two things, really. One is interest rates rising this week, again in the UK. And secondly, that house prices have, uh, according to the nationwide, fallen again year on year by 4%, which is the highest fall, uh, the fastest rate of fall in 14 years. I think I got that right. Uh, So there's lots of things to talk about. But first of all, welcome, Miriam. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Charles. Great. And pleasure always, as always. Um, I was going to say, how is how is business going for you? Are you busy on uh, more remortgages or is how is purchases going? It's ticking along. Purchases are slowly picking back okay. up. Not the same That's as good. last year, but it's slowly picking up again. Um, but dealing mainly with remortgages and product transfers for a lot of clients that are, whose deals are ending sometime this year or early next year. That's that's great. Uh, so it's good to hear that purchases that are still around and maybe people are having to off, maybe reduce their price a bit to get the deal through. Is that is that happening? Are you getting any down valuations, for instance, with surveyors? I think people are a bit more, as the market's slower, uh, people are a bit more open to negotiation on purchase price. Okay. Um, but yeah, and the people are having bigger deposits as well uh, because the borrowing is a little bit less. Um, but yeah, it's it's okay. it's all balancing out. Yeah, I was talking to an equity release advisor yesterday at my networking, and he's doing a lot of equity release at the moment for parents and grandparents using the money for deposits for their for their children to buy. And of course, it reduces the value of their estate and it's giving the money to them now when they need it. Uh, so it kind of makes sense. But I think that's where a lot of these deposits are are coming from. I don't I don't know if you've experienced that. A lot of clients do get help from friends and family, uh, mainly um, just because of obviously the house prices are quite still quite high, even though they're reducing. Um, yeah. it's, the, it's the easiest way for them to get support and building up the deposit rather than just relying on savings alone. Yeah. OK, so interest rates went up. Again, yesterday, right? Uh, yeah. 4%. So the, the base lending rate is five and a quarter, but that doesn't necessarily equate to mortgage rates always, does it? Not like it used to. No, no. So a lot of people Trackers do think, be. and a lot of the time, you know, when we see the Bank of England base rate go up, we do see mortgage interest rates uh, go up as well. But it's not actually always directly linked. <clears throat> Unless the mortgage is uh, a tracking the base rate, in which case, yes, it is directly affected. But in terms of fixed rate mortgages, there are a number of other factors as well. Um, things like swap rates and internal targets for um, banks and things like that. So there's a whole other uh, you know, um, number of factors that are involved in that. So even though the base rate has increased yet again for the 14th time now, um, since the end of July, we've been seeing mortgage interest rates coming down again, which has been, been great. So you know, last month, the average two-year fixed rate deal was said to be about 6.41%. Now it's come down to about 6.28%. So it's slowly coming down, which, you know, which is great for all of us. Yeah, that is fantastic. And, and what about five year fixed rates? So, uh... Five years. So five years were close to 6%, you know, last month, about 5.97. Uh, and now it's come down to an average of about 578 
So they're falling by about 0.02% um, on average. You get a slightly lower rate on a five-year, which used to, than the two-year, it used to be opposite. The, the longer you fixed, the, the more you'd pay. Now you seem to pay a bit, a bit. Yeah, I think uh, with lenders, I think, I'm guessing that they consider that, you know, five years is a safer, safer bet for them. They've got that client's business for the next five years. So they're happy to offer a slightly lower rate for fixing, um, fixing for the five year period. However, I am personally seeing quite a few clients going for the two years because right. I'm hoping that the interest rates will come down again. And they're happy to pay a slightly higher interest rate for the two years just to have that flexibility on the other side to be able yeah. to remortgage and potentially take advantage of a more competitive rate in two years time. Okay, well, I know the markets are expecting another rate rise. And one economist said rates could rise again, maybe peak at 6% and stay around 5% for the next year, which is is pretty scary for people because we a lot of people thought there might be this short, sharp shock of higher interest rates, inflation comes down, which it is, and then things would get back to, to normal. But it looks like we're entering a, a, a good few years of maybe higher rates, right? I mean... Yeah, it's, with predictions, it's it's very hard. I, it's very, in my experience as a mortgage advisor, every time people have predicted something, usually something else, you know, completely different has happened. And we have to think about it in terms of sort of the bigger picture. Uh, prior to 2008, the Bank of England base rate was around 5% anyway, and it was 5% or higher for the, for the longest time. And yeah. um, what happened since 2008 up until sort of end of um, last year, was actually quite unusual. And the normal was actually around five, five, six percent for the Bank of England base rate. Correct. Yeah. So I think if it does stay um, at, at that rate for the next few years, a big part of what we need to do is we need to adjust to that normal um, again. Um, if it comes back down, that's great. Um, but at, it's really hard with predictions um, because we just don't know what's going to happen. Right. That's a good point. Uh, I, I can remember days when buy to lets were six seven percent and you, you know the, the mortgage you get a bit of excess and then when after the 2008 financial crisis rates started to come down and down and down and i was thinking great you know i'm getting more profit on on this property but we've kind of got used to cheap borrowing and it's always the same isn't it when money is easy people just borrow as much as they can and they don't think about the bad years but there's always been cycles and boom and bust even back to i was thinking about the story of Joseph in the Bible and the pharaohs, and they said there'll be seven good years, seven plentiful years, and then seven years of famine. So store the grain in this shed and uh, in the barns, and and it's it's always been the way. There's always been this cycle, and people forget that, and they go and borrow up to the hilt, or you know, in in the buy to let, there was this buy, refurbish, and refinance, and then go on to the next yeah. one, rinse and repeat. So I, I don't know if you're finding landlords are getting into a bit of problems some of the landlords have got too many mortgages or they're heavily geared that buy rinse and repeat um yeah was was very popular a, a few years ago but as the rates have increased now it is harder to borrow as much uh, because the rental coverage is, is just not enough to meet the to cover the mortgage payments by right. a satisfactory mm -hmm. amount so whereas previously um, buy to let lenders a lot of them would stress test the mortgage at five and a half percent so the rental payment needs to cover the uh, mortgage payments at around five and a half percent at least. Mm. Um, now they're stress testing at sort of seven, eight percent. So um, landlords are finding it's harder to, to borrow the amount that they need for buy-to-let properties or bigger deposits are needed. Or if they're coming to remortgage, yeah. in some cases, potentially, they might have to pay down some of that mortgage right. to, be, to be able to move on to a new mortgage deal. Can you explain what stress testing means when you said they it's, stress test it? 
Yeah, so stress testing is a, a method in which um, lenders sort of assess the risk of, um, try to reduce the risk of the mortgage that they're lending. So a lender could take a property and they will stress test it at say, previously five and a half percent. So they imagine the interest rate was five and a half percent. What would the monthly mortgage payments be? Okay. And then they would say, right, the rent needs to cover this monthly mortgage payment by 125 or 145%, depending on sort of tax bands and things like that. If it passed the stress test, then they'd be happy to lend. The actual rate that the um, client would get would be a lower rate, but they use the higher 5.5% just to reduce their risk and make sure that if interest rates do go up, the, the landlords can still afford to keep paying, paying the mortgage. That's basically what a stress test is. Right, that's now good. the stress test is, like I said, seven or 8%. So to try and meet that uh, and cover that by 125 or 145% with the, the rent um, is can be a bit tricky for, for some landlords. And so they're not meeting those stress tests in order, even though the, the actual rate might be a little bit lower, they're still not meeting the, the, um, the stress rate in order to be able to apply with the lender. Yeah. Saying that, however, I mean, rents have also increased massively in the, in the last year as well. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. So, um, it's not all all um, landlords, but yeah, some landlords are affected by the the higher interest rates and the the higher stress testing. Yeah, of course, we're hearing on the BBC and sh channels like that about uh, landlords uh, serving Section Twenty One because perhaps they're selling up. They think we'll have had enough of this and the rental crisis, and tenants can't find properties. There are there seems to be a shortage of rental properties around, uh, certainly most areas anyway. And I, I don't know about where, where you are, but there's certainly a shortage around where I am. There's nothing around, you know. Yeah, uh, there is, there's a sort of shortage, and there's a great demand uh, <coughs> um, for for rental properties more than ever now. Yeah, uh, landlords also increasing their rent, so it's a uh, it's not just homeowners that are affected by these rate increases. They are, you know, the the consequences of that are passed on to tenants as yeah, well. Yeah, it goes down the line, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it affects everyone across the board. So there is a there is always a, a demand for housing in the, in the UK. We have a huge shortage of uh, housing um, for yeah. or, or tenants. Yeah, so, right. I, I just one of the questions: Are you finding that some landlords are switching rental models? They may be moving into serviced accommodation, Airbnb, or holiday lets. Is that is that a factor? Not um, <clears throat> specifically right at this moment. <clears throat> Over the years, lenders have been opening up. Um, more avenues such as you know holiday lets and HMOs, whereas they weren't so very common um, a few right. years ago. Now more and more lenders are offering products because that's the sort of way that the world is moving with it. You know Airbnb, yeah. um, co living things like that. Um, but I wouldn't say in the recent uh, in the recent past I haven't noticed anything in, in particular myself. Okay, but if if somebody has a buy to let mortgage, the way I understand it, if they They've got a buy to let mortgage. Their mortgage conditions would be to let that on an AST. But if they then start using it as an Airbnb, they would need to inform their lender maybe or, or they change the mortgage. Yeah. Would yeah. lenders be open to that? Would they be open to switching models? Um, not something you come across. I mean, not that I've yeah, not that I personally come across. <clears throat> I'd imagine with a with a buy to let mortgage, if they're in a deal and they want to change the the use of the the property, they might have to leave the deal, pay penalties, and um, yeah. move on to a, a different deal or move to a different lender if that's the case. But definitely, if they're on a buy to let mortgage, if they're looking, if someone is looking at changing it to a HMO or service accommodation, you definitely need to inform the lender, get some advice from a mortgage advisor, and see what their options are so that it's done properly 
they're not breaching their, their mortgage contract. Okay, that's great. So is there anything else you want to add, Miriam, about what's going on? I mean, have you seen, has the mortgage rates all blown up on your laptop? Are they all changing or by the hour? Is it like, is it a bit like that? Or The mortgage market has yeah. been a roller coaster since, since last <laughs> year. I mean, it's been quite, it's always, you know, up and down, but um, we've had periods of time where lenders given us 24 hours notice that they're pulling products. We have to get yeah. the applications submitted by 5 p.m. So we're you know, mad rush to go get applications in for clients. And when rates have been coming down again, we have to go back, review the case, see if there's a, a better product for them and change the product. So it's just it's been it's been a roller coaster. And um, I don't know when this is going to end, <laughs> if, it, if it will. Um, it would be nice for it to, to sort of settle and um, in the near future. But again, I, I can't tell. So the best we can do for the client is see what the situation is now, what's available for them at this moment, take advantage and submit an application, you know, and fix a rate now. In the future, you know, before the mortgage completes, if if there's a better product out for them, you know, we could discuss that and see whether we can switch the products with the lender or something like that. Um, but the main thing is just we just have to keep keep on the ball and keep um, right. Just keep going, really. Okay, I, th I think the advice would be to, to approach you earlier, not like when the mortgage is about to expire. You, you, you should give a few months because you, you can always arrange a rate and hold that rate, can't you? But yeah. Yeah. yeah, so generally um, a rate is held once an application is submitted mm. um, and then a mortgage, when it gets to mortgage offer stage, the formal mortgage offer can be valid, depending on the lender, usually up to about six months. So okay. um, we recommend that maybe reviewing your, your mortgage if it's coming to, a, to an end at least six months in advance, we can secure a rate now. If things change within the six month period, then we can always go back and have a look and see if some, we can do something different. But if not, at least you know that you've secured that rate. And when you'll come off your deal in six months time, you've got a you've got a rate there rather than going on to the standard variable rate, which is about seven, eight percent now. Wow. So basically secure the rate. If rates go up, you're, you're laughing. But if they come down again, you can always then switch to another rate. So you've got the best of both worlds, really. So yeah. don't leave it to the last minute, guys and girls. Always go to your mortgage advisor early. Yeah. And uh, how do people contact you? I'll put your contact details up, but give, give the name of your company, how they contact you. Yeah, uh, my your... company is Larkin Financial Services. Um, you can contact me at miriam at larkinfinancial.co.uk. That's Larkin, L-A... L-A-R-K-I-N. Like Pop Larkin in Darling Buds of May. You remember that that show, Pop Larkin. <laughs> Showing <laughs> <No>. my age. <laughs> Larkin is in larking around, but yeah, larking around. We are serious about mortgages. <laughs> yeah, larking, but not not larking around with your mortgage. Or no, no. <laughs> phrase there. We don't lark about with your mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, thanks very much, Mary. It's been great talking to you. And you know, you do. You're welcome to come back and talk about any updates in the future. Um, but yeah, so big news this week: house prices are still falling. This is according to the Nationwide. Right? These are figures based on their their mortgages only it's not the official land registry ons figures but it, it is an indication that the market is slowing down and people are having to be more flexible with their prices i guess so we'll we we'll have to see how things develop because we don't know what the government will do to stimulate the market again um i i, I think the government are trying to get the banks to help people aren't they they are, they are trying to encourage the banks to help people out they, they, they have been talking to the banks right yeah, so obviously there are a lot of people that will be struggling with the mortgage this this year, right this time, and um, 
might not necessarily have um, other options, even if they do stay with the existing lender, they might be having troubles making mortgage payments. So the government are encouraging a lot of lenders to um, give people options. So things like potentially, um, you know, six months interest only payments, just to give them a bit of breather, um, give them a bit of time. Um, and but it's entirely up to the lenders. What we always encourage is if you're with a lender, and um, you're struggling, just get in contact with them as soon as possible, because they are there to help. They don't want to take your home away from you. Yeah. Um, the earlier you can ask for some help, um, hopefully the better that they can support you. Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is miss a payment and then it will affect your credit record, your rating yeah. and your credit file. If you miss yeah. a payment, that's considered to be arrears and, and it will go on a, a record. So when you if you try and remortgage even six months, a year down the road, it could affect you, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It will, it will adversely affect you when you come to remortgage. If you even sell your house and go into renting, you know, there'll be checks on your credit file. So it will yeah. impact you in many ways. So by all means, you know, do not um, miss, miss mortgage payments. Okay. And interest only means that you're not paying back capital. Most mortgages are for, for residential capital and interest. So your your payment is made up of capital repayments, paying the money back and interest. But when you switch to interest only, your payments could come down, right? The payments will come down because you're only paying the interest portion, but yeah, the capital uh, repayment, the capital element of your mortgage will still stay the same. So you're not paying down your mortgage, you're just paying the interest. Um, so in the short term, it may help because it will help you with cash flow. Your mortgage payments will be lower. But yeah, you have to bear in mind um, that you're not paying down the, the actual balance of the mortgage. And okay. interest, yeah, it will accrue. That's good advice. Because I, I did meet someone recently that uh, she was in the mid-50s and she had this mortgage, which she didn't understand it at the time. It was interest only. So she's coming to the end of the mortgage term and, and she hasn't paid back any capital. And she hasn't got the money to pay it. She doesn't want to sell her property. And because of her age, it's not that easy to to remortgage. So do watch that if you've got an interest only mortgage. I know a lot of buy to let landlords have interest only mortgages, but on your home, it, it it can be a big problem. That's why I think they don't encourage interest only mortgages in the long run for for home purchases for residential mortgages. Yeah, no, I think there was a time in the past where it was quite common, but not so much anymore. For buy to let, it's different because it's for a business purpose. And at the end of the day, you can always sell that property to pay off the mortgage. Um, because it's not, when it's your main residence, it's much more difficult and it's generally not encouraged. Okay, right. I'll leave it there, Mary. I know you've probably got loads of clients to, to go and find remortgages for and solve problems for. So yeah. thanks very much. Uh, have a great weekend ahead. And and uh, if, if you're out there and you need any mortgage advice, go to Mary Larkin Financial Services. And I'll put the details up on, on the notes and yeah, and, and do do approach them early. And, and you can always have a chat with somebody like Miriam because I'm sure you'll do a, a free initial consultation yeah. to, to, to allow people to, to see what they could get, what, what they can do. Uh, but it, it's very important to talk to people. So thanks very much. Thank you so and, much. And uh, we'll, we'll have a chat again in the future, no doubt. Thank you. Thanks, Miriam. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 